Hi, this is Scott Jamison from Bartlett Tree Experts. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year to you in jail. (laughs) Michael, in this bad economy, what might Santa Claus have to do to one of his reindeers? Eat one. Stop high-fiving him. <laughs> We're eating a damn reindeer. <laughs> kids out here listening to this show. It's on CGO. I just set don't up have in a here and cooking barbecued the <laughs> reindeer and blitzing just on there, just on low roast. Y'all just cooking. Blitz a dancer over there, nervous. Prancers urinating in the hay. Damn reindeers don't know what to do. Santa Claus and laid us off. Now he's cooking one of us. Oh, God. You got little deer poop all over the yard. Oh, God, is it me? Big fat Santa's cooking, eating one of the reindeers. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees, strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets. This week's show is brought to you by Happy Leaf LED Grow Lights, USA made with a five-year warranty. Jumpstart your plants with Better Light. And by Sitka Salmon Shares, bringing responsible and sustainable wild Alaskan seafood direct to your door. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. You can keep those going, Peggy. Peggy's got her sleigh bells here. Unlike some show hosts who think that uh, we've already had too much Christmas. I haven't had enough yet. No, come on, give us a little more. Uh... There we go. Yay! Welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Yes, ladies and genomes, this is the holiday edition, uh, which means it's a wonderful slice of It's a Wonderful Life will be happening on the show. Oh, yeah. we, we have an all-star cast, and I'm trying to remember what I called... Uh, the uh, the cast last year. See now, I I I don't even remember from year to year. Last year it was the not even ready for weekends smart talk players. This year it's the not ready for any time anywhere players. Oh dear! And the 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 station will be filled with erstwhile actors, <laughs> <laughs> uh, including Ron Cowgill, Rich Cowgill. Not related. Just so you folks know, they're not related. 
Uh, and Andrew uh, Marshall will be here. And um, Bill Turk. Bill Turk will be here. Randall. Randall will be participating. I gave Randall, I didn't give you a lot of words because you're going to be busy running the board. So I just didn't want to distract you too much there. Well, I thank you for that. Well, and and you don't have Ellie to to distract you in the uh, control room Hello. today, but but she's uh, she's tweeting from a distance. Yes, from far away. So she's taken off already for the holidays, uh, and uh, and I've got all kinds of stuff to 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 play. You know, well, obviously we have to play. Um, oh, I need Jingle Allen. Give me uh, give me that uh, control there. All right, let's. Uh oh, uh oh, let's start it from the top. Oh. Wesley. There we go. There we go. Uh, it wouldn't be the holidays without Jingle the new Allen. tradition. And uh, I got this, too. This is this is an old one. You folks will recognize this. But listen, it's a contract, isn't it? Oh, sure. We've got a contract, no, no matter how small it is. Hey, wait, wait. What does this say here, this thing here? Oh, that? Oh, that's the usual clause. That's in every contract. That just says, uh, it says, uh, if any of the parties participating in this contract... A show not to be in their right mind, the entire agreement is automatically nullified. Well, I don't know. It's all right. That, that's in every contract. That's, that's what they call a sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I said, okay, we'll bring it in. And I'll do it with the whole context. You got to do it with, yeah. with the setup with uh, Groucho and Chico uh, Marx. That's from A Night at the Opera. Uh, and we'll have other goodies uh, on on the show today. So uh, welcome. Actually, we're going to do some serious stuff. Not totally serious. It's fun stuff, which is at this time of year is the annual Christmas bird count, which means we have the annual visit. Well, actually, Judy's on more than annually. Mm-hmm. Judy Pollock. This is becoming a new holiday show tradition. Right. Uh, Judy Pollock from uh, Judy uh, Pollock. Consulting. Consulting, yep, and uh, she's been with Audubon and with other groups, and she's with the Bird Conservation Network, um, all kinds of great things, and we're going to talk, in fact, we're going to do that when we come back, we will talk about how you can get involved with the Bird Count, which is going on right now, mm-hmm. it started the 14th of December, goes to the 5th, 5th of January, and not one second more. We'll explain that, too. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, Christmas edition. Oh, get the bells. From boat to doorstep, you can have the best in premium and sustainable Alaskan seafood right here in the Midwest. Sitka Salmon Shares is an Alaskan community-supported fishery, or CSF, comprised of small boat family fishermen from southeast Alaska. They're supported by 4,000 CSF members, and you can be one, too. Sign up at SitkaSalmonShares.com to receive fresh Alaska salmon, whitefish, and more in shares ranging from three to nine months. Use promo code MikeNovak18 for $25 off. Go to SitkaSalmonShares.com. This is Mike Novak. For the past couple of years, I've posted the progress of my tomato growing on social media. And each of those years, somebody said, what kind of sun do you have? My tomatoes are barely started. Folks, it's not the sun. I get my tomatoes started with Happy Leaf LED grow lights. Five-year warranty, USA made. Go to happyleaf.com and save 10% on purchases above $100 when you use the code Mike. Happy Leaf LED grow lights. Jumpstart your tomatoes with better light. 
hugs at the arrival gate. Hey, I missed you so much. Seeing your best bud for the first time in a long time. Family and friends around the table. At Lincoln, we know the holidays are filled with moments like these. When we realize that the greatest wish of all is one that brings us together. In that spirit, we invite you into our home during the Lincoln Wishlist event. We're not coincidentally, we're making wishes come true with exceptional offers on the Lincoln family of luxury vehicles. The Lincoln Continental, the MKZ, the MKC, the new Nautilus, and the iconic Navigator. The Lincoln Wishlist event. Because wishes really do come true at your Lincoln dealer. This is your talk. Do you read me? On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Come on, is anybody even out there? Hello, everybody. We're Fleming John. Hello. And we want to sing for you this evening one of our all-time favorite holiday classics. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter Am I there? Okay. Back. <laughs> there you are. I, I, I wasn't sure I was. <laughs> the music's so loud I can't even hear myself. What? Here we go. What? Well, <laughs> welcome back. I love this uh, Fleming and John Winter Wonderland Misty Mountain Hop. And, and I can't play it all the way through, but I will play what she sings at the very end of the song. It goes something like this. Jing, 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 jing. Now, Peggy's afraid to get her jingle bells now because at the end of the first segment, we had a, a coffee catastrophe. Her, her, come on, get your sleigh bells. There we go. Now they're not caught up in a headset. They were caught up in the headset wire and the coffee <laughs> cup and the poinsettia plant, which went tumbling to the ground, and the coffee is now all over her script. Look at that. That's nasty. That is nasty. Nice, nice going. Girly, you got to get those things in order if you're going to do props. I mean, look, I got I got props, right? You got to you got to have your props ready. I've got the antlers if I need them. Um, I got to duck down. <laughs> then, there we go. There's somewhere. All right. Hang on. Hang all right, on. All right. Mr. Well, antlers here. All right. <laughs> I can't breathe. All right. So I and I got noses for everybody who who's coming in. I even have I even have the. Uh, Perhaps Judy would like to the. 
And we got Judy with a, a, a little a cap. Judy Pollock is here in the studio with us. Hi, Judy. Hi. Happy holidays. Oh, thanks. Same ha- to you. Happy 2019 bird count. Yeah. <laughs> That's fabulous. And uh, she was here last year when we uh, we talked about the bird count. And you just got back from? Uh, Guatemala. And where you were doing also a bird count? Yeah, I was really lucky to get a chance to do a bird count at uh, Tikal, Guatemala, which is this beautiful ancient Mayan ruin site, which has fabulous, fabulous birds. Wow. wow. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did you see there that, uh, I mean, I won't know what they are, but uh, your bird friends will. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, one thing that's interesting is you see a lot of the birds that pass through here on migration that spend the winter <laughs> down there. So, you know, familiar things like uh, black and white warbler and hooded warbler and Wilson's warbler. It's mm-hmm. fun to see them in their winter habitat. Ah. The yeah. ones as they're flying by, I go, see, I wouldn't want to be here. Exactly. Yep. They're on yeah. vacation you now. You see where they're going, and you understand, you know, why they just pass through, because it's a beautiful spot that they're spending the winter in. Now, do you have to do special things? I, I, you know, we're going to talk about the Christmas bird count, and because it is a scientific count, even though it's citizen science, you still have you have certain rules. There are parameters for, for doing this. As I mentioned before the break, you guys go from December 14th to January 5th and not a second longer, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, right, it's, right. Why, why is that? Yeah. Well, um, they want to um, make the counts comparable to each other, you okay. know, so they pick a period um, that you have to stick to yeah. uh, in order to be able to compare the counts. Has it always been other. those dates? I, I think so. You or know, close I'm, to I'm, it, probably. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think this year they had to finally standardize them because there was a little wiggle room on either end. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no. If, you, but, if you're if you out there on the 6th, and, it's, and, the, and I saw on the website, the Audubon website, they said you, you, the count on the 6th will not count. You know, you, you can't do that. Yeah. And, I, and I can understand why they would say that because the 6th is a Sunday. People have the day off. They're thinking, oh, mm-hmm, I'll right. go look at some birds. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a 15-mile diameter circle always, So, and there are lots and lots of them around the country. The, the They started in 1900, so it's the oldest, longest-running Right in science. 1900. Well, that's a yeah. good measuring stick, then. You know exactly how much, so 100. Right, right. Exactly. Coming up on the 119th. Is, yeah. Right, exactly. This is the 119th uh, count, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. How, how, who started this? Do you know? Um, was it the Audubon Society? Yeah, I think his name was Chapman. Uh, and at that time, there was a tradition of a Christmas hunt. And so <laughs> he decided to do uh, instead this Christmas bird count. It started with 25 different counts. But but uh, it, but that says everything, Judy, about how the world has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in 1900, we're going out, let's kill some birds. Yeah. And now it's. Hey, let's see which birds are left that we haven't killed. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking about how the world has changed, this uh, count that I did in in Guatemala, it was really interesting. Um, the friends that I did it with had um, been doing it for ten years, and when they started, there were only ten birders down there doing the mm-hmm. count. And this year, <laughs> there were a hundred and forty birders on this count. So. Birding is apparently really, really growing in Guatemala and the other Central American countries. It's interesting. So it was like a lot of local people. They started a bird club down there Uh and got a lot of local people engaged in um, appreciating these birds. And, you know, the birds we saw were were just fantastic. Some some of my... um, 
My favorite things were this oscillated turkey, which is different from our turkey. It's like uh-huh. kind of blue and all these different rainbow colors. An oscillated and, turkey. It, so it, turn, yeah. it turns itself in the oven? Is that, is that uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Thank get you. to witness Thank that you very behavior. much. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you also had these ant swarms and then these different kinds of birds, like uh, different kinds of tanagers and things that follow along with the ant swarms. So... Very different experience down there from doing the bird count up here, which I also uh, did two days later. Yeah. Sort of fun. Yeah. And you were in your usual spot, right? Right. Which which you described uh, a couple of ways, Uh, basically a ditch uh, somewhere (laughs) in northeastern Illinois, but you describe it as the armpit. Yes, I know. (laughs) It is. Because, because, folks, all the good spots were taken and they, you know, and Judy, you deserve better. You've been doing this for so long. They should come to you and say, Judy, you know, maybe when you get to be like 80, they'll go, Judy, we're going to take you out of the ditch. Yeah. At that point, I won't be able to see or hear any birds. So, like, if that's going to happen, it's got to happen, like, next year. (laughs) Can can you explain that? What, what, when you say the ditch or the armpit, what are you talking about here? So, okay, I'm very sorry if this is uh, any of your listeners live in this area. Uh, I, I just, I apologize in advance, but it's kind of um, when you go out 55 and you hit LaGrange Road there, it's sort of the area north of that. So it's like some. Oh, I know that. I, yeah, I know yeah, that, that area that well. That area yeah. around there. Yeah. There's just, there's, um, you know, a lot of my other Chris, like Christmas counters have territories that include like the Palos, which has all these wonderful mm-hmm. natural areas, you know, the Arboretum, there's Green Valley Forest Preserve. So they, have all these birds, but we we have to kind of uh, so work you, did for you every create bird. this territory yourself? Uh, no, no, it's it's a part of the Christmas the, the Christmas count circle is divided up in 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 this case into six different territories, and so they gave me half of one of them so, uh-huh. that no one had ever covered before. You <laughs> because know, because it's I a ditch and an But the birds are everywhere; yeah, right, they don't right. care. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And we were really lucky this year. We had a young uh, birder with us, and it's. So good to have those young eyes and ears. So he actually did find like, um, you know, two birds that we wouldn't have seen without him. And that were one of them was our best bird on the count, which was the common yellow throat. So that was fun. OK. I uh, have ben set... Sanders. I'll give him a shout out. Great. And I want uh, <laughs> I I want you to take me on a bird count sometime. All right. Oh, yeah. I that'd mean, be I, awesome. I've never I've never been birding in yeah. my entire I talk about it on the show all the yep, time and yep. I've never gone out. Yep. I'm just waiting for somebody to invite me. Oh, yeah. So, if, well, Mike, okay, let me tell you. You know, we still have some coming up on uh on Christmas. There's one of uh, the Chicago Lakefront Count, then on Saturday the 29th, Evanston North Shore Bird Club is doing theirs and on January 1st there's the Waukegan Count or we can do it next year. So wow. So yeah. I might be able to get in on this mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. All right. Let me yep. look at those or, days. Or yeah. the May count. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The spring bird count in May. Right. That one is uh, All right. awesome, I, I want to do yeah. one. I don't think I'm going to spot anything but or yeah. hear anything because, <laughs> obviously, I, I'm deaf from doing radio for uh, for 40 years. Um, but you said you had some audio from your trip. Yes, this is um, and she's this play one it, of the folks. highlights of uh, – I've actually got two things here. One of them is um, – we had, you know, up here, like if you find a roost of birds, it's usually robins or crows or starlings. Down there, the roost is this bird called Montezuma or Appendula, which is this very big, dramatic bird with a big orange tail and a crazy looking bill. <laughs> and uh, so we had a roost of um, hundreds of them. So I just want to play you what it sounds like so we can all visit the tropics on this cold morning. 
Okay, we're good. What? Isn't that a cool noise? Yeah, no, keep, keep playing. Just... <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, but now, all right, uh, I got one for you to guess. This is another sound that we heard on our Christmas bird count. Oh, great. Turn that up a little bit. No, no. There we go. What? What? That's terrifying. What is it? I have no idea. Is that howler monkey? Oh. Yeah, you said you spotted a couple monkeys down there. Yeah, right. How cool is that? It was really cool. So add them to the count. <laughs> just, just put them on there. Count, yeah, wish uh, it was. And by the way, we I should do a proper introduction here. Uh, that's Judy Pollock. Uh, she's with Judy Pollock Consulting. Uh, has been a uh, bird conservationist in Chicago forever. Um, you, what are some of the organizations you've been associated with? Well, I'm currently vice president of Chicago Audubon Society. Um, I was uh, founding president of the Bird Conservation Network, and I worked for a long time with. Um, Audubon, uh, Chicago region. So there we go. She's yeah. she's done it all, and she gets to stand in a ditch and look at the birds <laughs> for the Christmas count. So um, I'm looking at um, uh, your cheat sheet here, which you gave me, which I appreciate. She brought in. She said, "I want you to ask me these questions. I'm ready for this." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know what? I, given everything we're doing on the show today, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm I'm absolutely fine. So uh, explain a little bit. We stu- we touched on the idea of how the bird count works and the areas and stuff. Can you give go into a little more detail about how all of that happens? Uh, yeah. So you've got this circle, and then you have it. It's divided up, and so teams are out there. How big are the circles? It. Like fifteen? It's, it's fifteen. Um, Mile, mile radius or diameter. or diameter. 15 mile diameter circle. Yeah. So it's divided up and the teams are out there all day long. Some of them do owling. I think um, on our count this year uh, for the whole count, um, uh, the one up here, you know, the, I do the one that I do up here is um, centered in Lyle in the Morton Arboretum. Mm-hmm. So it's out in the western suburbs. And I think that the team, different teams got a to- got five different owl species so that's really good so some some people get out there before before dawn and they um they do owling try to so find why owls. Wh- why is owling different from birding uh because you detect them at night so, oh well, yeah, yeah you gotta get out early right yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> right so those are the really dedicated people they're out before dawn Who? Right? am i the biggest Who? idiot on the planet or what <laughs> <laughs> Except you see owls during the day, too. Oh, you do? Yes. Yeah, right, right. But, but you hear you them wanna, at night. You know, yeah. people go out and play their calls, and then the owls respond. That that happens at night. So, so what are we seeing now for owls? Um, well, there were um, long-eared owls um, and saw-wet owls, which is a tiny mm-hmm. little owl. Those are And barred owls, those are all ones that you find in the woods. The great horned owl is kind of the common one, and the yeah. screech owl. And then Not to um, me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. But I've, I think in my life, I've seen one owl in the wild, and it was in the Pacific Northwest, and we were oh. on a we were on a logging road, and we were stopped, and we were looking at the scenery, and 
there in a branch. There was an owl. Yeah. I had no idea what it was, what kind. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. But yeah. but as you know, in the Pacific Northwest, the, the spotted owl right. was mm-hmm. the bete noir uh, of the, yeah. uh, the loggers. They hate. The, I mean, back in the uh, early 90s, you would see uh, signs about, you know, kill all the spotted owls yeah, because it was right. it was disrupting the logging there. Yes. I mean, it's so short-sighted and so silly, yeah. uh, you know, the idea that you might preserve a species yeah, um, and not cut down every single bit of old growth on the planet, which we really want to do, and I'm not sure why we want to do that, but you see these species in old growth that you don't see anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Well, we have a, a little bit of an analog to that here with the short-eared owl, which... You know, just like that's sort of the iconic species of the old growth forest, short-eared owl is a pretty iconic species of prairies and grasslands. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and right now we only have them in the winter time, so you can go out to big grasslands, and if you're out there at dusk, you'll see them flying around. All right. Well, we're going to take a, a short break here, but uh, I will, we'll continue talking with Judy Pollock. Uh, from Judy Pollock Consulting, and we'll talk about the Christmas count. Uh, I, obviously, your your questions and comments, if you did a count this year, call us at 877-711-5611. But I also want to talk about the the kinds of numbers you're seeing, uh, how that's changed over the years. You know, Peggy and I have talked on the show recently about how just animal mass on the planet is declining at a horrific rate, and I'm wondering if that translates to what uh, the birders are seeing. And, you know, as we lose insect population, we're going to start to lose bird population. It's, it's, it's inevitable. So, uh, again, you're welcome to join us, 877-711-5611, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Happy holidays. We'll be right back. Now, for something completely different for the season, the Frozen Robins. Oh, holy night. Late December, back in 1 BC. T'was the night of the nativity. What a baby, what a night. Talented, funny, unique, the Frozen Robins are Chicago's number one caroling group. Exquisite harmonies, madcap improvisation, holiday sketches and characters, even a 10-minute version of It's a Wonderful Life. They are definitely not your mother's carolers. Go to frozenrobins.com or contact me, Mike, at MikeNovak.net. Because I'm not just a fan of the Frozen Robins, I are one. Do you love trees? Do you have a great story to tell about a special tree in your life? The Morton Arboretum and Openlands have partnered to launch Tremendous Tree Stories, an online collection of stories highlighting people's connection to trees. Submit stories of the trees you cherish, remember from childhood, or that hold a special meaning for you. Browse the collection and consider sharing your own tree story by visiting tree-stories.org. Tree-stories.org. You're listening to Weekends on WCGO. Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood. Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue, visit them on the web at fastsigns.com slash 80. 
Just a, a little warning there, folks. Oh, boy. Especially coming out of the uh, tremendous trees yeah. <laughs> spot that we did there. So, Okay, well. Perhaps some sleigh bells. Speaking of tremendous trees, be careful when you're... Uh, uh, it's a good thing that folks don't put lighted candles on their trees anymore. Isn't that a, a really good thing? We're back with uh, Judy Pollack uh, from Judy Pollack Consulting. Uh, she, You had something... Well, we we were talking about bird counts and what we're seeing. We mentioned some owls. What else are folks seeing out there now in the bird count? Oh, uh, well, in terms of interesting birds around the region, um, um, there, the uh, also like on the owl note, you know, okay. we saw five five different species of owl on our count, but mm-hmm. people always wonder at this time of year: are the snowy owls going to show up? You know, that's a big. It's winter, become a big winter, deal in question, Chicago, right, hasn't it? Right, yeah. yeah. So one has been sighted so far in Chicago. So you know it's not. It's looking like yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a jingle bell for yeah. one owl. <laughs> Maybe it's not going to be uh, a huge year for them. But they were uh, spotted at an interesting park, uh, five sixty six, which is on the South Lakefront where the old U.S. Steel used ah, to be. Yeah. yeah, I know where those parks are. Right, yeah. yeah. And th- those parks just get some really great, um, interesting birds. So well, probably really... because there aren't a lot of human beings around those yeah, parks. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of sad because not a lot of resources get put into those parks by the park district. But the good news is that, as you say, they're isolated and birds will, will come down there. And, yeah, right, right, uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. uh, let's get, let's get to, to, to some of the stuff you were talking about uh, during the break. And I'm trying to remember, what was that you wanted to mention? The uh, What's going on with um, windows. Right, like, right, yeah. right. Yes. Bird yeah. collisions. Because yeah. bird collisions uh, is the number one, what is it? It's Yeah, it's the number one killer of birds. Uh, I guess you could argue, I, or, or is it I cats? I think cats, is yeah. Is it cats, though? Yeah, they're sort of neck and neck, right. but I, I think the numbers on cats are a little higher. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, of course, habitat loss they, if they, is overall the biggest problem for birds. But when it comes to these man-made causes, yeah, uh, you, I think you've you got, t- you you've tell got a, cats and windows right up right, there. Right, cats and windows, mm-hmm. I was like, boy, that's yep. a, a real double threat right there. Yep, yep. Yeah, but um, in the region in the past year, you know, since we last talked, there's been a, a lot of action on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two groups. You've got one called Bird Friendly Evanston and another one called Bird Friendly Chicago, uh, that are both pushing to try to pass uh, ordinances in their respective cities. Um, so hopefully next year at this time, you know, we'll have a great report that there'll be actually some ordinances passed. And these are ordinances for so what? So they're bird-friendly design ordinances mm-hmm. um, that would apply to new construction. Uh, and they call out sort of the worst features in terms of bird um, collisions. So... If you're going to have really big expanses of glass, um, that glass needs to have some sort of a pattern designed into it. And there, um, the technology is changing so that there are some really attractive-looking ways that you can mm-hmm. do this now. It didn't used to be true, but I think a lot of the glass companies have really stepped up. Um, yeah, and do you, uh, you know, in Chicago, you you look at the construction. We're 
we're still putting skyscrapers up hand over fist. I know. And I are know. they are they adhering to? No, they're not. You know, there's are a you lot. Kidding there's me? a lot that's going so up these... now that's just very problematic. So that's I think why an ordinance is how, needed. How is this not? Uh, built in to the design, you must have bird-friendly glass in your right. Well, that's what we want. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we want. And people can go. There's a website, um, birdfriendlychicago.org, and people can go there and sign up so that they'll get notified when it's time to ask their alderman if they're a Chicago resident. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd love for people to do that and, and can learn more about our effort. But the other like really good news is is that um Northwestern is taking their bird collision problem very seriously. You know, as you can imagine, right on the lakefront Northwestern there, University yeah, for folks who don't know in, what you're in referring to. In, in, in yes, Evanston, Illinois. Yes, right. Right. So they're right on the lakefront. They've got all these big glass buildings and um, you know, the they have a a big problem with collisions there and they've they've been going there's a now a monitoring program. Um mm-hmm. And uh, they they've been seeing which are the most dangerous buildings, and then they've been applying these films to the buildings, which have been really helping with the problems. So yeah, I would imagine they, like Norris, which is the big student center. Yeah, yeah, they haven't gotten to Norris yet, but the I don't know if you know this new Kellogg Global Hub that it's a brand new building and it's all reflective glass, mm-hmm. and it was an enormous problem, and they've treated a lot of it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they had another one, Francis Searle, that they've treated. So, and I think their intention is to continue uh, treating these and to going forward to do bird friendly design on their buildings. So, so what about it's pretty exciting um, nighttime lighting in buildings? Yeah, uh, that's also you know uh, a that big was a deal. huge deal when right. the Apple Store was built on the river. Do we have yeah. a follow up? We we were talking about this a year ago. Yeah, yeah, because. They built the Apple Store on the Chicago River, big glass walls, right. trees indoors, right. lighted at night, and birds were crashing into the windows, right. and they kind of went, oops, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Yes. Has yes. that been fixed, do you know? Um, I don't think it's... I. I'm not sure. I, I can't really say. What I can say is that that has turned out to not even be the worst building, believe it or not. So, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, it's just it, but it just sort of is an example of that. It's a very diffuse problem. You've got all these buildings, you know, that have these collision collision problems and they really all need, uh, you know, to be fixed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's... I don't see any updates from a year ago, pretty much, on Apple Store. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's and that's that's one of the problems that you get the story makes headlines for a couple of weeks. Then yep. it goes away. Does yep. it get fixed? Uh, who knows? Yeah. So if anybody out there knows if if there are updates, please let us know on Facebook or Twitter. And I'm I'm still trying to look at the, the chief causes of bird mortality here. And oh, here we go. Yeah. Estimated annual mortality in millions yeah. of birds. There's a chart here from Sibley Guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cats should be up around a billion. Yeah, then... uh, well, it says, see, they've got 500 million for feral okay. cats. Okay. All right. But windows, they've got a billion. So oh, this group says, huh. and I think it's different in uh, different studies that I, you, you I, have, mm-hmm. but we know that it's I've one in two. Yeah, yeah you those pr- numbers reversed. It's, yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. to say because, well, you know, and then you have the, the what are the collision monitors in uh, 
Chicago. Yeah, the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. Yeah, yeah and, and they yeah. go out every morning. Oh, yeah, they do an awesome job. The, yeah. And ex- they collect birds that have hit the buildings, mm-hmm. many of which are still alive. Yes. And they collect them, and they and if they can, they nurse them back to health, and they release them. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a... I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to do that. It's, oh, it, you know what? I, I did it this year for the first time because they started a little branch up here in Evanston. I can't do it anymore. I don't. I I can't do it. You know, it's so upsetting to just pick these little birds up. Yeah. You know, it, it's horrible. Sometimes they hit right in front of your eyes. Uh, oh, you really? Know, they just die right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, All right. No. Well, let's let's yeah. let's work, get that out of our <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I important. Know. We need we need to <laughs> yeah. we need to deal with that. But uh, one thing I do want to talk about before you leave is something we'll be talking about on the show next week, and that's the Wild Things Conference, the semi-annual Wild Things that comes up in Chicago uh, every couple of years. What's going on this year? Yeah. So registration's open now. Um, we're in a new place this year because we outgrew our old place. So. This is an enormous gathering of people who love nature and wildlife in Chicago. It's got a full day of bird programming along with, you know, a full day of plant programming and the full just about everything you can think of advocacy. We've got mm-hmm. archaeology for the first time this year. That's something new. Um, so and all related to local nature. This and we, we February outgrew, 23rd? Yes, February 20, 25th, isn't it? 23rd? Uh, 23rd. 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 Okay. We, yeah, we outgrew our old space. Um yeah, Which was UIC. Yeah. And, so and now you're at the expecting... Donald Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, which is Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Rosemont. Five 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 North River Road in Rosemont, right off there's yep. there's train you can yep. walk right yep. from. It's uh, accessible by Metro, by the blue line. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're expecting, you know, between two and three thousand people. So it's a tremendous energy. You've got sessions going on all day long. In fact, I <laughs> I would argue that you might have too many sessions going on. You, <laughs> yes. You have, it looks like it's virtually hundreds of things happening at, at this one-day conference. Yes. And, and how does one person make up their mind about what they want to see yeah. and, what, and what they want to attend? Yeah, that's always the biggest complaint. And, <laughs> yeah. and if you want more information of it, because you've got early registration coming up right now, and we're going to have Rob Telfer on uh, the show next uh, week. He was on with us last year and talked about it. Um, he, in fact, did a, a program called Chicugly, which was about how stuff in Chicago, it's like chai ugly, mm-hmm. Chicugly. Uh, <laughs> it had to do with nature, beautiful and ugly nature in the city. Um, and just go to wildthingscommunity.org. You can go to wildthingscommunity.org and uh, be part of the 2019 Wild Things Conference. So we've got um, two minutes here before I chase you out of the studio and play some other stuff for the holidays here. So uh, what what would you like to let's well that and let, how do folks sign up for a bird count? Yeah, how do you sign up for a bird count real quick? Oh yeah, you you go to um, you can just go to the audubon.org or just Google Christmas bird count and go to the Audubon page. You can also go to my website mikenovak.net cuz I've got all the information yeah. on my blog this week. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that the Evanston North Shore Bird Club didn't have their count listed on the Audubon page this year, so you'd probably have to go to their website if you want to do that one that's on the 29th. Um, But what I wanted to ask is, real quick, go back to the question I started earlier, which is, what are you seeing in terms of numbers of birds? Yes, right. So, I mean, interestingly, um, 
Across the country, the numbers tell us a lot about climate change. You know, we see birds' ranges shifting to the north, um, and the the Christmas count numbers have been huge. Locally, the biggest story still is that, you know, all the crows dropped out after West Nile virus. I mean, that that's sort of the biggest change that yeah. we've seen locally. But, you know, then you see uh, other changes um, as well. Although I... I, I, I... I saw somebody uh, mention something recently about how some crows were back. So I don't. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. Well, the numbers have not. Yeah, the numbers have they, not. They, they just haven't picked yeah. right back up, have yeah. they? Right. Right. Okay. That's Judy Pollack, folks, with the hat on. Uh, go to my website, mikenovak.net, or go to Audubon and uh, get involved with the bird count. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Something special coming up next. Stay tuned. DNR Services Unlimited has been serving the north and northwest suburbs since 1992. They can take care of those little problems that never get done. They perform complete bathroom, basement, and kitchen remodels. And if you're looking for a complete home makeover, they can handle that too. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. That's RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening Chicago magazine. And for the past eight years, we've been helping Chicagoans to lead healthier and more sustainable lives. Pick up a copy of Natural Awakenings each month and enjoy new information about health and wellness, local foods, raising healthy kids, helping our environment, and living a more sustainable life. Get your free copy of Natural Awakenings in more than 1,100 locations throughout city and suburbs or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago Smart Talk. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike Now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. All right, I have to play this. I play this almost every year, too. This is one of my favorite derbingles. Derbingle jingle? Derbingle jingle. And this is, this is what we call an outtake, okay? Uh, and you'll appreciate uh, the response from Bing Crosby and, of course, the Andrew Sisters here, uh, and this is a holiday classic. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Yes. Oh, what fun it is to ride along with the bells, jingle over there, jingle and a bingo down, a jingle bell, a holy Jesus Christ. Oh, what fun it is to ride along with the bells, jingle over there, jingle and a bingo Oh, and as I mentioned last year, I was listening to the podcast from uh, from last year. The funny part of that is uh, 
that they the band just keeps going. Mm-hmm. They just keep going. It's they're, they're just playing to the end because that wasn't recorded. Obviously, they were doing it live. All right. Uh, a lot of you know that I write a column for Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. Speaking of being uh, irreverent, uh, I wrote a piece for the November December issue 2018, uh, and I've set it to audio here. And I thought I would grace our listening audience with this. I hope you enjoyed. It's called An Xmas Carol. Marley was dead. To begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. I had done the deed myself, agonized over the decision, chosen the tools, picked the day, performed the execution, tidied the area, and retired to my quarters for some Netflix reflection and a libation. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. So it was with a start that I awoke in my easy chair, Libation now spread across my khakis to confront an apparition in my home entertainment room. It was gnarled, gaunt, branched, and stark. Something straight out of the nightmare before Christmas. And completely blocking the view of my brand spanking new mega 80-inch flat screen TV. Who are you? I ventured trying to keep the conversation breezy while craning my neck to determine if I could see around the thing and wondering just how many libations I had managed to consume before nodding off and exactly how far back I would need to rewind to catch up with the plot line. After all, this vision could simply be an undigested bit of pepperoni, a blot of melted chocolate, a crumb of a cheese stick, a fragment of an underdone corn dog. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, I thought, wondering how in the world that popped into my head. Ask me who I was. Well, if you're going to play 20 questions, whatever. Who were you then? I sighed, perhaps a bit too obviously. In life, I was your tree, Marley. Uh Uh-oh. I suddenly became aware that we had an issue here. Do you mind if I refresh my libation, I ventured? At this, the spirit raised a frightful cry and shook its chain with such a dismal and appalling noise that I figured I'd sit and wait out the drink for a few minutes. Mercy, mercy me, I exclaimed. Things ain't what they used to be. Dreadful apparition, why do you trouble me? Man of the cable-free mind, exclaimed the ghost tree. Do you believe in me or not? Dude, absolutely, but what's with the chain? I wear the chain-link fence you built next to me in life, the tree replied. Do you know what happens when a tree grows into one of those things? Do you know how freaking impossible it is to separate chain-link fence from xylem, phloem, and bark? These are the patterns I bore, link by link and yard by yard, girded onto me by lousy sighting and indifferent care. Is its pattern strange to you? It was at this point I began to understand that this could escalate into a serious standoff. 
Okay, okay, I feel your pain. But do you know how expensive one of those trendy wooden fences is? All of them eventually rot. And, and this was my first home with real trees. I didn't really know what I was doing. Besides, I was always pulled away by my business. Business! cried the ghost tree, shaking its branches and littering twigs and stems all over the carpet, couch, and snack tray. Horticulture was your business. Some decent pruning was your business. Mulching, watering, and a little TLC were all your business. The dealings of your career were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of your backyard business. That last sentence left me scratching my head, but the spirit seemed rather agitated, and I thought it best to let it get all of that frustration out of its system. Hear me, cried the ghost. My time is nearly gone. You will be haunted by three master gardeners. Whoa, no, I blurted before I could stop myself. Uh, no offense. But I have a conference call first thing in the morning, and I will be going full tilt boogie for the whole week. I don't have time for that stuff. I was stunned by my own forcefulness, and so was the specter. I dialed back my energy. I have a suggestion for plan B, I said, trying to judge how that would play out with the specter that had invaded my rec room. Is there a movie that you've always wanted to see? The ghost tree swayed in the ectoplasmic breeze, contemplating my offer. Well, everybody tells me that Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy is really cool, it said a little shyly. Done, I replied, heading to the kitchen. I'll make some popcorn, and you make yourself comfortable. Try not to shed on the chip dip. Marley, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. An Xmas Carol by Mike Novak originally appeared in the November December 2018 issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. And there you have it. There's uh, Mike Novak's Xmas Carol. Oh, Bravo! Thank, thank you very much. Uh, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a proper response. Uh, wow. And that's just uh, the beginning here, folks. Because <laughs> I'm looking at my script. I see... They're, they're pouring into the studio for hour two. There is a Ron Cowgill sighting and... Uh, Bill Turk sighting. Bill Turk sighting and Andrew sighting. Well, Andrew brought donuts earlier. They're the most disgusting-looking donuts I've ever... But he ever... brought donuts. I know he brought them. They're scary. They're scary donuts. They're green and red donuts. They're... I know. Tis what can the I tell? Season. I guess I might. I might take a tiny piece of one and just see how it. I don't know. Randall had one. Did you have He's one, Randall? There. Yeah, they're not poisoned. <laughs> they don't taste like they're al- festive. They don't taste like almonds. They're not. They're, no almond taste. Doesn't smell like chloroform. We're all right. <laughs> okay. All right. You say so. Uh, and uh, we're going to have Rich Cowgill on the Skype. Uh, he's playing God, which it makes sense because his, his disembodied, the bis- disembodied voice will be up there. And we're all going to be doing It's a Wonderful Slice 
of It's a Wonderful Life in the second hour. And I sent out scripts to everybody. I even highlighted. I got to talk to Andrew. He says, well, the highlight part didn't come up on mine. Andrew, Andrew, you're the young guy. You're supposed to know the computer (laughs) stuff, okay? Uh, It should show up, and you should be able to just print it out, and it should be cool. But uh, And Mary, uh, Mary, Mary, uh, Peggy will be be playing uh, uh, Mary. And uh, this all starts, oh, gosh, in about seven minutes. Uh, No. No, no, we we'll do the at first segment. Yeah. No, ten fifteen is when we yeah. do it. So, but but the warm up is at ten o six, and you really don't want to miss yeah. that either. And if you're watching on Facebook, come back for hour two. Here we go. Captain's log, stardate four two three two six point one. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mister Wolf, status report: They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Warp. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio with just a soup song of humor. Or is that a dash? Call us with your questions and comments at 877-711-5611. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root, and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good tools to make me... Wow, Bill Turk. <laughs> Bill Turk for a show... He's like, he's laid back. For a show. trying to be musical over here. He's and Peggy Molesky no. like, no, make some damn noise. <laughs> exactly. You got... I'm looking for Facebook here. For Showbiz Guy, that was pretty lame, I gotta tell you, Bill. You gotta I don't know why I portrayed Peggy Malecki as like uh Mr. Magoo. Make some noise, you <laughs> Yeah. Oh Magoo, you've done it again. All right. Maybe that's why I spilled the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> See, I do all these impressions that nobody understands anymore. They what? the millennials don't although I do a fairly good Marge as well. I try to do that sometimes. All right, welcome back. <laughs> To the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Oh, my gosh, we've got the crew in here. Holy smokes. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, we will be back up in a second with our two. Uh, okay, on, on our page, right? Yep. We're... It's up on CGO. I'm just sure. sure. How could you miss that, Peggy? Uh, we're, uh, because the folks on Facebook. Okay, it's back. Yeah, there we go. So we hope we get those folks all back here uh, for the second hour of the show. Uh, but if you're listening on the A&M, we have a big crew here in the studio. It is the annual It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, have we got an issue here? we got technical No, issues? we're just changing the scroll on. Oh, okay. Uh, and in the studio, uh, from my left to your right, <laughs> Ron Calgill from Mighty House Home Improvement Radio. On uh, WCGO. Uh, next to him, 
is uh, Andrew. Is it, how do you, is it Marshall or Morshell? Fresh meat. Wait, wait, fresh meat. Fresh meat. Oh, is no, 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 no. We, no. Are, we are not using the. He, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Saturday <laughs> term, not the yeah, Sunday if, term. If, Saturday if, if you want, <laughs> if you want to be crude, go your own way, dude. We are not. That is Andrew, and I'm very proud to have Andrew here oh, in the studio. Thank you. Hey, today, today at one o'clock, he's talk show host Ooh. Andrew Marshall. Yes. Uh, so Marshall, right? Correct. All right. So uh, Andrew's here. Across from him is Bill Turk from Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall on uh, WCGO. Well we, done. We've stolen that bit. We've used it all over the place. Enjoy. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop us anyway. So, uh, And, of course, Peggy Malecki. And on the screen, terrifying, the terrifying <laughs> visage. That's just a, an image. Of Rich Cowgill. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is playing uh, God and a few other roles here? It's just, uh, uh, I love it though, Rich. The hat just kind of <laughs> keeps disappearing and reappearing. It's very strange. It's uh, kind of um, surreal. There's a surreal. That's what it's supposed to do. Oh, is that what it's supposed to do? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, oh, but he's not on the screen yet. We haven't. No. All right. All right. We're, we haven't popped him on yet. Uh, so you, because sta- he's God. Uh, yeah. Because he's God. We'll, we'll he pop him on at 10.15. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's hold off. We've got his disembodied voice right now, and then we'll pop him on at uh, at ten fifteen. So like any other Saturday, uh, I sent out these scripts. Andrew, why couldn't you get the highlighted stuff on the script? I can't figure that out. I have no idea. I think there's Peggy, an issue with my phone. But when I logged okay. in on my laptop, it worked. Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> use a computer. What's this phone stuff? Use a. If it's you, where I was as at. Pe- at the time. As Peggy explained, if you load it on the phone, you're not going to see. Yeah, the you don't high... see it in preview or oh, on the yeah, phone. Oh yeah, because I didn't know that. You have to so, open it in Word. And, and you, I did that. And you're it supposed fine. to know this stuff. You grew up with this I know. stuff. <laughs> There's no excuse. I, I shouldn't be teaching you this stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know the you know the ironic thing is now that young people can't uh, can't program VCRs either. <laughs> What's a VCR? What's a VCR? He does have this in a three-ring binder, though. That's true. He does. He, he, he you know, he he printed it out. Wow. Put it in a three-ring binder. Punched he punched it. a hole, punched it. Wow. He gets the prize today. All right, quick, Thank you. quick rehearsal here, uh, uh, Peggy as Mary. Can you sing? And dance by the light of the moon. Yeah. All right, sing it. We're gonna, no. We're, no, we're gonna, we got to rehearse it. <laughs> we got to rehearse it. All right, ready. And, and, no. and, 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 and I don't okay. sing that high. All right, no. And, no. and I see I'm doing yes. the harmony. Mm-hmm. See, Give us your it. best okay. Barry White. Okay. <laughs> All right, one more time. And dance by the light of the moon. Okay. She doesn't do I notice she does she doesn't do harmony, so I'm not gonna try the harmony because that won't work. Well, I'm not sure what you're singing. Well, I'm singing the harmony. See, you I have, thought you were singing the low part. I, I was trying to, but every time I did, you kept going down to mine. But we won't worry about I'm that. I'm an alto. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you can scream. We know that. You've done that. Um, oh, uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed that. You're playing Ma Bailey, uh, Bill. I do. I thought, uh, hang on. I brought props. What a... He's got his Brando prop. I, I, I have my Brando props for St. Joseph. Oh my God! That's awesome. Uh, doing, hey, George Bailey could have been a contender. Yeah, uh, you, you're doing you're doing St. Joseph better as, with the cotton as Brando. I'm thinking about it. Uh, okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got Ma Bailey in there. I threw that in uh, because she does a little George who. And, George who? Yeah, there we go. George? I don't know, no George. 
Um, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. At the end, we all sing um, Should Old Acquaintance Be Forgot? Old Lang Syne. Uh, except for then Andrew as Zuzu. Uh, Did he bring his pedals? He doesn't need his pedals. This is radio. Uh, <laughs> don't need no stinking pedals. And and then I do my bit. Okay, that's the warning. Uh, okay, two minutes. We come back and we do. It's a wonderful slice of it's a wonderful life. We got to get it in in the break because we have hard breaks on this show and they are not merciful. Okay, they are not at all. Stand by for the not ready for any time anywhere players. It's the Mike Novak <laughs> Show with Peggy Malecki. This is Peggy Malecki. Do you want to give your veggie seedlings a head start next spring? Then do what I do. Put them under a Happy Leaf LED grow light, and you'll never go back to shop lights again. 50,000-plus hour minimum lifespan, five-year warranty, USA made. Go to happyleafled.com and save 10% on purchases above $100 when you use the code MIKE. Happy Leaf LED grow lights. Your plants will grow bigger, faster, and better. From boat to doorstep, you can have the best in premium and sustainable Alaskan seafood right here in the Midwest. Sitka Salmon Shares is an Alaskan community-supported fishery, or CSF, comprised of small boat family fishermen from southeast Alaska. They're supported by 4,000 CSF members, and you can be one, too. Sign up at SitkaSalmonShares.com to receive fresh Alaska salmon, whitefish, and more in shares ranging from three to nine months. Use promo code MikeNovak18 for $25 off. Go to SitkaSalmonShares.com. You're listening to Weekends on WCGO. Check out our Facebook live stream brought to you in part by our exclusive signage partner, Fast Signs of Lincolnwood. Located at 3450 West Devon Avenue, visit them on the web at fastsigns.com slash 80. Catch Playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 1590 WCGO. Out! Oh, thief! Oh, 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 Alan! Oh, 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 thief! Alan! Alan! Shut up, Wesley! Okay. Okay, folks, here we are. Welcome to the 2019 edition of... uh, 2018. Oh, that's right. I'm ahead of myself a little bit there. Okay. <laughs> the 2018 edition of It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life. As I said, we got to get this in uh, before the hard break comes. Uh, and I think we can do it in about 12 minutes. I think we might even do it in 11 minutes. Uh, nobody, Nobody's getting it. You know, you hear a wonderful slice on other radio shows. You're not getting the same treatment you're getting here uh and of course our cast of characters once again before we get going ron cowgill playing uncle billy in a bunch of roles uh rich cowgill uh oh gosh if you look on facebook folks you got to see rich there uh playing god and a few other roles bill turk um playing saint joseph and a bunch of other roles uh andrew marshall playing uh all the kids a uh, little uh, reverse ageism here uh randall's got a mean he's playing the mean guy uh, in there because uh, you know it's typecasting, and uh, <laughs> and of course Peggy Malecki playing uh, Mary and I think one or two other roles. So you guys ready for this? You all standing yes. by? We're ready. Yes. All right, we're gonna just, just plow into it. Stand by, ladies and germs, ladies and genomes. Uh, once again, uh, uh, do uh, oh, let's just go. It's, uh, 
It's a wonderful slice of It's a Wonderful Life. Hello, Joseph Trouble. Got a lot of people are asking for help for a man named George Bailey who could have been a contender. Joseph, send for Clarence. You said for me, sir? Yes, Clarence, a man down on nerve, needs our help. Sir, if I should accomplish this mission, might I perhaps win my wings? Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey, and you'll get your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. See that town? Hey, who's that? That's your problem, George Bailey. No, that's your problem, George Bailey. (laughs) That's him when he was 12. Help, George, help! Hang on, Harry. George saved his brother's life that day. Mr. Potter. Who's that? Uh. That's your line. Oh, (laughs) excuse me. That's Henry F. Potter, the richest and meanest man in the county. Mr. Potter, what makes you such a hard-skulled character? You can't begin to spend all the money you've got. Oh, I suppose I should give it to miserable failures like you and that idiot brother of yours to spend for me. He's not a failure. You're not. You're the biggest man in town. Bigger than him. Bigger than everybody. George Bailey, I'll love you till the day I die. Hello, Mr. Grower. (laughs) Capsules. Don't hit my sore ear again. Don't hit my sore ear again. Genuine English cowhide combination locks filled up with brushes, combs. No, 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 no. I, I want a big one. Hey, why'd you stop it for? I want you to take a good look at that face. Who is it? It's George Bailey. Good afternoon, Mr. Bailey. Hello, Violet. Hey, you look good. That's some dress you got on there. Why, this whole thing? Why, I only wear it when I don't, don't care how I look. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, my last meal at the old Bailey boarding house. You wouldn't consider coming back to the building alone, would you? I want to do something big and something important. Pop, I think I'll get dressed and go over to Harry's party. Oh, oh, Sam Wainwright. Well, hello. Hello. And dance by the light of the moon. Ah, hot dog, just like an organ. Mary, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the year after that. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm going to see the world. George, come on home, quick. Your father's had a stroke. Now we've come to the real purpose of this meeting, to appoint a successor to our dear friend, Peter Bailey. Therefore, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion to dissolve this institution and turn its assets and liabilities over to the receiver. Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Was it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him. But to you, a warped, frustrated old man, their cattle. Sentimental hogwash. George, they voted Potter down. They've appointed George as executive secretary to take his father's place. I'm leaving. I'm leaving right now. I'm going to school. This is my last chance. Uncle Billy here. He's your man. My wild Irish rose. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I know, I know, he didn't go. And then St. Joseph says, That's right. (laughs) Well, hello, Mary. (laughs) You sure you look this over? (laughs) Hello, Mary. I just happened to be passing by. 
Yes, so I noticed. Well, are you coming in or aren't you? Well, I'll come in for a minute. Would you like to sit down? All right, for a minute. Would you rather leave? Now, you listen to me. I don't want any plastics, and I don't want any ground floors, and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do, and you're, and you're, oh, Mary, Mary. George, George, George. Don't look now, but there's something funny going on over at the bank there, George. I've never really seen one, but that's got all the earmarks of being a run. If you close your doors before 6 p.m., you will never reopen. Three, two, one, bingo! We made it! Close the door, we made it. Look, look, we're still in business. We still got two bucks left. A toast, a toast to Mama Dollar and a Papa Dollar. And if you want to keep this old building and loan in business, you better have a family real quick. I own the house. Me, Giuseppe Martini. I own my own house. <laughs> Bailey family's been a boil on my neck long enough. Well, I suppose I'll find out sooner or later, but what exactly did you want to see me about? The point is, I want to hire you. George, I'll start you out at $20,000 a year. The answer's no. No, doggone it. You, you sit around here and you spin your little webs and you think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't, Mr. Potter. In the, in the whole vast configuration of things, I'd say that you were nothing but a scurvy little spider. And that goes for you, too. Now, you probably already guessed that George never leaves Bedford Falls. No! Joseph, now show him what happened today. $8,000! Oops! We've got to find that money. I'm no good for you, George! <laughs> Where's that money, you silly, stupid old fool? Where's that money? You realize what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. Hello, darling. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Daddy. Must she keep playing that? Daddy, the Browns next door have a new car. You should see it. Well, what's the matter with our car? Isn't it good enough for you? Hello, Mrs. Welsh. Say, what kind of a teacher are you anyway? Hello, who's this? Oh, Mr. Welsh. Okay, that's fine, Mr. Welsh. Give me a chance to tell you what I really think of your wife. Daddy, how do you spell hallelujah? How should I know? What do you think I am, a dictionary? Tommy, stop that. Stop it. J.D., haven't you learned that silly tune yet? You play it over and over again now. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, Daddy. Uh, don't jump the... You're the showbiz guy. All right. <laughs> What's the matter with everybody? Janie, go on. I told you to practice. Now go on. Play! Oh, Daddy. Must you torture the children? Is Daddy in trouble? Yes, Pete. I'm in trouble, Mr. Potter. I've got to raise $8,000 immediately. You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. What are you but a warped, frustrated young man? But I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, George. I'm going to swear out a warrant for your arrest. Misappropriation of funds, malfeasance, manipulation. Why you drink so much, my friend? Please go home, Mr. Bailey. This is Christmas Eve. Bailey! Wait, I got it. I got it right here. <laughs> Next time you talk to my wife like that... You'll get worse. Now look what you did. My great-grandfather planted this tree. Come back here, you drunken fool. Hey, what's the matter with you? Look where you're going. Help! Help! Well, uh, who are you then? 
Clarence Oddbody, AS2. AS2? What's that AS2? Angel, second class. Well, why'd you want to save me? Oh, that's what I was sent down for. I'm your guardian angel. Well, you look about like the kind of angel I'd get. What'd you say? I said I wish I'd never been born. Oh, no, you mustn't say... Wait a minute. Joseph? You've got your wish. You've never been born. Well, what I need is a couple of good stiff drinks. How about you, Angel? You, you want a drink? <laughs> Where's my car? I beg your pardon? My car, my car. I'm the fellow that owns the car that ran into your tree. You must mean two other trees. You had me worried. One of the oldest trees in Pottersville. Pottersville? Why you mean Bedford Falls? I mean Pottersville! <laughs> okay. Well, come on, Gabriel. <laughs> Clarence! Clarence, Clarence. Uh-oh, every time you hear a bell ring, it means that some angels just got his wings. That does it. Out, you two pixies, go through the door or out the window. Get me. I'm giving out wings. You're crazy, that's what I think. You're screwy. You're driving me crazy, too. I'm seeing things here. I'm going home and see my wife and family. You understand that? And I'm going home alone. Ernie, take me home. I'm going off my nut. Where do you live? Well, now, doggone it, Ernie, don't you start pulling that stuff. You know where I live. 320 Sycamore. Now, hurry up. All right, all right. 320 Sycamore it is. Bert, what's happened to this house? Where's Mary? Where's my kids? Watch them, Bert. Bert, Ernie, what's the matter with you two guys? You you, you were here on my wedding night. You, you Both of you stood out on the porch and sung to us. Don't you remember? <whistles> Mother. Mother, this is this is George. I thought sure you'd remember me. George? George who? All I know is that this should be Bailey Park, but where are the houses? Gone. Where's Harry? Dad. Where's Mary? Virgin, uh, you're not going to like it, George. Where's Mary? Where is she? Where is she? She's just about to close up the library. Uh, there must be some easier way for me to get my wings. Mary. Mary, it's George. Don't you know me? What's happened to us? I don't know you. Let me Ma- go. Mary, please. Oh, don't do this to me. Please, Mary. Mary, help me. Where's our kids? I need you, Mary. Stand back. Blam! Blam! Help me, Clarence. Please. Please. I want to live again. Help me. Help George, me. hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? Bert, do you know me? Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu, there they are! Bert, what do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Yay! Hello, Bedford Falls! Merry Christmas, movie house! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan! Hey, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter! Happy New Year to you in jail. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Kids, Janie, Tommy. Daddy. Suzu, my little ginger snap. How do you feel? Fine. Not a smidge of temperature. George. Oh, let me touch you. Are you real? You have no idea what's happened to me. Come on, George. Come on downstairs. Come in. Uncle Billy. Everybody. Mary did it, George. Mary did it. She told some people you were in trouble. They scoured all over town collecting money. Harry. A toast to my big brother George, the richest man in town. 
Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Attaboy, Clarence. For all the blanks my dear, for all Cup of kindness yet for all Cut with a minute thirty to spare. Wow! And 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 the Ron. Yes. Oh yeah. That's right. Ron's got the. Yes, because this is less dangerous. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> less dangerous than what? Oh, no! It's the millennials less, don't clap. Yes, oh, no, yes. we don't. They don't clap. They snap. We snap business. for each other. Well, less confrontation. Well, la di da, la di da. <laughs> hey, Bill. I needed, I needed one more day to be off book. <laughs> I know. But I, there I was a moment of silence there, and as a radio guy, I just, I, I got nervous all of a sudden and jumped. <laughs> You totally panicked. But what's funny about that is that when I do it live, people always jump the gun on that they, because I'm I'm doing the pause for that, and they always jump the gun and come in with the next line. So it's just way. And there was you're one... lucky. My instinct was to tell Randall to go to a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one sound effect that I did not get out that I had ready, but I said, "Oh, the heck with it." But uh, it was going to be the gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to get a gun in there that wouldn't just sound creepy, and this is the way to do it. Or like the Wiley Coyote. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's my favorite part of the whole movie is is Bert, the cop. He's in a crowded street going, stand back, and he starts firing his gun. <laughs> All right. We will have the recap of this when we come back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Want to have a healthier, more eco-friendly Green Diva kitchen? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. The main characteristics of a Green Diva kitchen are that it produces delicious food, is healthy, eco-friendly, and low stress. Let's start by using more dish towels and cloth napkins because paper products make up one-third of municipal waste. Buying bulk dry goods saves money and reduces waste. Please recycle more. An estimated 80% of what Americans throw away is recyclable, yet our recycling rate is only 28%. And of course, always try to buy local and organic food whenever possible. I'm Green Diva Meg. Please visit thegreendivas.com to find useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. This is Mike Novak. The song says it's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you're homeless. And I'm Bill Turk. It's hard to know what to do, but you can design a care kit for people in need, something that will do some good in the short run. And I'm Peggy Malecki. The number one item people need is good socks, high-quality wool or thermal. Hats, gloves, and scarves are also important, along with hygiene products like deodorant, body wash, toothbrushes and toothpaste, Band-Aids, lip balm, wet wipes, 
even nail clippers. Food products can include high-protein snacks, easy-to-open tuna, crackers and peanut butter, applesauce, granola bar, or fruit rolls. And I put everything in a one-gallon Ziploc bag. And if you can, make a connection. Offer a smile or even your first name. And don't forget to include some feminine products, too. You're not changing the world. Just making one person's world a little better for a little while. What is this place? You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know what it is. Tell us your name, please. 1590. WCGO Chicago. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so, make it so, make it so. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some tea gray hot. The lights are turned way down low. Make it so, make it so, make it so. When we finally kiss. Good night. How I hate going out in the storm. But if you... Really? Shut up, Wesley. All the way home, I'll be... Warm. Oh, the fire is slowly dying. And I dear. We're still goodbye, Ben. But as long as you love me so... Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Well, we have to play that as well. Uh, welcome back to. We were like a silent movie during that. Uh... <laughs> I know those folks watching with, on with uh, the horns Facebook. and the yeah watching on Facebook. So uh... <laughs> probably had the same effect as War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrifying, all of it. Uh, thank you guys, uh, and uh, uh, and those of uh, you on Facebook heard me. Uh, uh, apologize to Bill for throwing him under the bus, uh, but uh, and then we duked it out during the break. Yeah, we did. We that. we arm wrestled, well, and yeah. uh, and uh, and he will never be invited back to do this again. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, that, that was I a very. You were, I didn't know you were a karate master, so you know, I was surprised. That was a very interesting interpretation of uh, Saint Joseph there, and uh, <laughs> and a couple of the others. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not ex- exactly sure where you were going. I cannot see him with you a garland. What? I can't. I <laughs> It's like looking through a through a, uh, a festive construction site, um, <laughs> but uh, but I, you know I always I, I always go to the Jim Gaffigan thing uh, uh-huh. where he talks about uh, uh, the the pearly gates and heaven ha- is a gated community. What sort of neighborhood does uh, does heaven live in? So I sort of went through it went for the gangster a- angle. Well, he, he, he he's really reaching for that. Uh, yeah, he is. He he really is. <laughs> Uh, I also noticed, uh, Andrew, that all of the kids sounded pretty much the same. Yeah, because that's where my voice is today. No, come on. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're post-puberty, but... You oh, know. it was, yeah, I tried my best to tap into that upper part, uh-huh. but my voice only cracked once towards the middle. Well, but that's a good day for I me. I was actually hoping for a, oh, a squeaky voice. Oh, it, I w- it would not have been pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so my my wife used to my wife used to teach and she would argue that all kids sound the same all of them <laughs> every single one of them <laughs> oh. oh well well um uh again uh thank you and rich the disembodied yes. who's yes. now who's now doesn't have the uh psychedelic background no i'm not, i went to the desert it's a, but you're not in the desert you're in florida 
That's very different. Yeah, but that's just to trick people. I can get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, for playing God, and appreciate uh, it. Which you do on uh, Mighty House <laughs> every week. Oh yeah, uh, every week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, but Bill and I uh, are are exchanging. Yes, hi, Bill. Uh, we're exchanging uh, stuff today after the show, like jackets. And you've got care kits, right? Uh, Pramila Kumar, a, a good friend of the show, um, has uh, and her husband and family and friends. Um, they've got like 175 care packages. Wow! I've got uh, I've got about wow. 75 jackets, brand new jackets, never worn, uh, sweatshirts, and and some other clothing items. Um, so I, I think pooling what you guys have, um, this is going to be a, be a hell of a hell of a Christmas effort. Yeah, because I've got some blankets, I got some sleeping bags, I, um, I've got actually actually got some carpet remnants. And uh, one of our, our listeners called in and very generously offered that, and he even cut them like six three by six. Uh, wow. And uh, so, and I don't know that we can use them, uh, but we'll try. Because you know. linoleum doesn't work for the homeless. <laughs> uh, no, they're actually uh, a little thicker than that. Uh, so uh, tomorrow. At noon, apparently, or around noon, uh, I'm going to get together with Nick Romano, who was on the show several weeks ago, and we talked about uh, how to help the homeless, and he's got a lot of stuff. I don't know how we're going to unload all this stuff, but uh, we're, we're going to go out, um, I guess, to some of the underpasses in the Chicago area, and uh, we're going to just give out blankets and tents and jackets and food kits, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be really fun. Um, and uh, thanks uh, to Bill, and thanks to our listeners who participated, and thanks to everybody who, who, uh, who kicked in. And, uh, you know, we'll start at noon, and we'll finish by Friday uh, <laughs> handing out this stuff. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. I, I'm, I'm trusting Nick. I, I assume he's going to have some friends there, too. But um, there you go. It's, uh, it's an interesting way to spend New Year's uh, – I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. So It'll be a wonderful time. You're in a hurry for 2019, aren't you? I really seem to be. I don't know why. I, I, this has been, uh, but it's been a pretty decent year. I mean, it's yeah. been a hard year. They're all they're speak you know, for yourself. They're all well. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, Bill. For those of you uh, uh, who don't listen to playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall, uh, Bill has had some procedures lately. Yeah, <laughs> that's about the stuff going on. Some but yeah, adjustments. Yeah. And you got one more coming up, don't you? Yeah, January. Nice. Yes. Is well, that something to look forward to? Oh, wait, wait to start the new year. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, but you look great. You sound great. You're, you're doing uh, weird characters. Uh, it's better to look marvelous than to be marvelous, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, so what? Uh, what's happening? Uh, you, you guys, yeah. Mighty House Andrew. is off. Yep. But Andrew's got something going on today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from one to three, it's a year in review, 2018. I'm bringing four of my... Very, very talented radio host from my high school, and we're going to talk about, we're going to recap the year. Um, we got people calling in as well, some guests, and it's it's going to be so fun. Wow, and that's in place of playtime. In playtime, yeah. So we've got we've got two holiday specials this year. Uh, we wanted to give, uh, uh, this week we wanted to give it over to the, uh, um, to the, great, the great people at uh, New Trier. Mm-hmm. And and let young people talk about. They're going to be the ones that we have to inherit all this mess. Uh, <laughs> so right. so we thought we'd uh, we'd we'd get them out front and talking about it. Um, and then um, uh, and then next week, uh, DB Comedy uh, will be taking over the airwaves and uh, and doing some uh, some political sketch comedy. 
Yeah, you like doing that. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's great. It goes back to uh, all the various radio stations you've been yeah. at. Yeah, and then we're back. Uh, we're back strong on the third um, with some great acts and some great artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new looking year. forward to this year. So are we. Uh, and and Mighty House is back with the new year also, right on the fifth. Yes, we'll be back uh, mm-hmm. regular time. Yeah, uh, uh, Andrew. Uh, quickly, you uh, you're you're an intern here, and and you help on the various shows, but you also the news director. Uh, at uh, yes. New Trier? Yeah, I'm the news director at WNTH 88.1 FM, the voice of New Trier High School. And um, I basically supply news and sort of facilitate the current events uh, talk and also the you news You supply shows. news, so you make it up, and then they read no. it. No. <laughs> fake news? It's not fake news. I can assure you of that. We careful, careful examination of our You've got to be sources. careful the way you phrase things because you never know how it's yeah. going to be taken. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and let, me ju- let me just say, um, for the fresh meat... Uh, uh, comments. We're all going to be working for this guy in a oh, couple no. of years. So. Not, I, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm getting my licks in now because I'm not going to be able to later. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm just brown nosing it. So. Uh, <laughs> and let's uh, let's talk to our friend Rich Cowgill. And folks, if you've not listened to Mighty House before, Home Improvement Radio, you need to do it. It's seven to ten a.m. Uh, right here on 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. On Saturdays. On Saturdays. And uh, Rich, and and I know you, you tell the story a zillion times, but you don't tell it on your own show. So explain how is it the two guys with the last name of Cowgill, which is not very common, common at all. And, <laughs> really? And, it's not? It's, I know a bunch of them. Do you? Like yeah. in your family, right? My yeah, brothers, exactly. my sisters. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> uh, but you're both in uh, home improvement. How, and how did you guys hook up? Go ahead, Rich. Uh, it's all yours. Well, it's actually funny. You know, we're born 20 days apart, 200 miles apart, and don't know each other. Yep. Um, I met him, she's got to be 16, 17 years ago now in Nari, National Association of Modeling Industry. I sent in my application to join when I had my company, Vision Design and Build. And Ron was sitting on the, the council at the time, and they said, oh, you, you can't vote. It's your brother. He goes, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> but that's where we met, at NARI, yeah. National Association for Modeling Industry. I got to say, that backdrop looks like he's about to host a Pro Bowl event. I think so. Nice. Yeah. See, I was having a, a Bing Crosby <laughs> flashback. That's what, I, that's what it was. <laughs> there you go. Can, can you put some palm trees up, perhaps? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the best I've got on those. But, well, actually, no, I do have He's got to switch we it. We used to do the. Uh, let's see. And and Rich is down there in Southwest Florida. Yes. Yes. Surviving hurricanes. There we go. And that, now there the palm you, trees are that, up. That makes sense yeah. now. Yeah. That's how, how how was it uh, during hurricane? We're going to have Rick DeMaio coming up with uh, weather in just a few minutes. Um, you know the thing is, I stayed I stayed on the island for Hurricane Irma, and it's not something I recommend you doing unless you're in a building that is built for it. And we build for hurricanes. Our code is way different than what you saw happen in Mexico Beach in North Florida. Um, we've been the way we've been building since Hurricane Andrew 20 years ago. It's not going to happen. We can get some floods, but you're not going to see the catastrophic de- destruction that that you see out all over. But I imagine there's still a lot of homes that were built before then that are not up to code, and they eventually you're going to get uh, to the point where they're all code. I imagine. Yeah, and, and I mean, right now, the homes, the way the, the construction's changed down here, everybody wants a larger three-bedroom, not really a McMansion, but more just better. Um, so we're tearing down housing stock that was built in the 70s already. Wow. <laughs> Holy smoke. Well, you're yeah. not... You're, and, and we're paying a million one for them. 
to tear them down. Yeah. They're paying for the lot. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, you mean the people who buy the, the mm-hmm. lot, they're paying yeah. a million one just to, so they tear can tear down it. the house and then another million or so to build a new house. That's Is that everywhere? No, but coastal. Oh, yeah, this well, is not Marco a place Island. people, well, Marco Naples more than even yeah. here, but um, people that, you know, this is not a place where people are going to be able to easily retire. You have to plan ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not going to retire down there. I can tell you. <laughs> and yeah. you're and you're not coming up uh, here to tear mine down. And Ron keeps telling me mine's a tear down. I'm not going to let it happen. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say whoever whoever buys it is going to have to keep it up. Now, what it, after they sign the contract? Right, they can do whatever they, they can want. do whatever they want. But yeah. I'm right. But I'm going to say I'm I'm not going to witness you tear. I'm not going to sign away my house knowing it's going to be torn down. It's not going to happen. But you know what? Down here, though, most of the homes were built from late 60s into the 70s so they're nothing to brag about anyway it's more like good riddance you know planned obsolescence it's time for him to go all right thank you rich cowgill thank you thank you cowgill thank you andrew marshall uh thank you bill uh throw whatever you wanted (laughs) thank you randall on this show he is andrew okay i treat him with respect because he will be my news director someday all right thank you peggy malecki Rick DeMaio Weather, coming up next. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Whether it's March, July, September, or December, if you're a gardener, any time of year is perfect for a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. It's the garden magazine for our region and one of the best gardening magazines in the country. Every issue features spectacular photos, articles by noted horticultural authorities, nursery owners, state extension agents, master gardeners, and more. There are columns like Ask the Garden Pros, Regional Reports, What to Do in the Garden, and even my column on the inside back page of every issue. I make up stuff and they pay me for it. Go figure. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. On newsstands everywhere. But go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600. 888-265-3600. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. Ringo. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. See you soon. Oh, uh, lots of luck and uh, many presents and uh, happy crumble. That's uh, all I think. See, the kids now don't even know about this anymore. All the... That used to be a really big deal. You'd, get, you'd send away what? Oh, my, am I losing my hat here? You were wearing it on your shoulder. Uh, I'm all set. I'm set for the new year. Said, oh, the jingle. I haven't had a chance to. These are great. I want I want these. But we got to do the uh, the chorus. Here we go. Christmas is 
Ah, uh, there you go. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I want these. These are great. This, uh... You've got one last caroling gig today, too. I do. One final caroling tonight. Yeah, this is it. Uh, the Morton Arboretum tonight, Illumination, at uh, from 5 to 8. Uh, I'm sure they're sold out. So you know, if you don't have a ticket already, you're not going to get there. Let's go to the phone. Bring in meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Peg, on this um, beautiful Sunday, the first official Sunday of the uh, winter season. I guess that's one way of saying it. I guess. And the days are getting longer. Yay! <laughs> you are you are the optimist, Peg. <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't even notice that till the end of January. So, uh, but no, no, you really don't. But yeah, it noted noted the other day was uh, winter solstice, and uh, here we are. Uh, from what I understand, it's the I don't have the exact numbers in in front of me, but for a few days, basically, it's uh, it sort of stays the same, and then we start gaining right. Nan- nanoseconds. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's one of the reasons why we call it the solstice because solstice means kind of sun standing still. So uh, it's about the same about a week before and about a week after. Um, but what's more important is that the ground is getting colder. So uh, what we refer to as the lag effect means that your climatological norms from a standpoint of how cold you can get are actually lowest between about the 15th and 20th of January. Similar to in the summertime, your climatological maxes are generally between about the 10th and 20th of July. Uh, similar to what happens with oceans, the oceans generally tend to stay colder um, into the month of April, and they stay warmer into the month of October. So that that lag effect is really a result of what we call the long wave radiation, uh, basically moving off the surface of the Earth. Short wave comes in, and then long wave goes out. It's one of the reasons why when you turn the heat off. On your frying pan, the pan doesn't get cold right away. It stays warm for a while. So all of these things that people learn in, like, ninth-grade earth science and 11th-grade physics, um, meteorologists deal with uh, day-to-day. And I saw an article uh, that says, and you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You said you thought things were going to start to change when we got to the new year. And this headline is very interesting. Uh, it It is... 30-mile-high wave encircling Earth to break over North Pole on Christmas Day. Uh, maybe not, a, but it was, the idea was that something, forces in the atmosphere were going to split the uh, polar vortex, vortex and uh, dive some of it into uh, North America. Is that going to happen? Yeah, you know, it, it's amazing how our um, understanding of some of the more... Um, I, what, what, how do I want to say this? The more higher-level vernacular of meteorology are now getting into the common speakdom of long-range weather forecasts. It used to be that people were like, wow, what, what's the five-day say? And what is the six- to ten-day? And what's the eight- to fourteen? And now we've moved into not only understanding polar vortex, but things like a 30-mile wave in the atmosphere, <laughs> which is what we refer to as stratospheric warming, uh, and this is something that, you know, we've looked at for years, but the fact that now you're able to uh, represent this on a long-term model from a long-wave standpoint, 
has people like you and Peg asking questions like, is this going to happen? And, and I read this article in the paper. I think it's, I think it's really cool. It allows people to get a little bit mm-hmm. better understanding that, you know, forecasting is not just what you see out on the Pacific Ocean or out by the Dateline or out by, um, say, China and Japan, but it's more so what's going on well up into the upper levels of the atmosphere. And to answer your question, yeah, there is actually an expected split of the polar vortex, where that polar vortex ends up splitting uh, is going to have a huge influence on whether or not we get really cold or just plain old just cold. Uh, And right now it's probably leaning more towards just cold, um, and that's mainly due to the fact that we finally have begun to see a kind of an interrelationship between what's going on with El Nino um, and what we call the lower tropospheric jet. So we have two jet streams. We have the polar jet and the subtropical jet. The polar jet generally moves from, like, Japan to the Aleutians into the northern latitude of the United States, across the North Atlantic, and into Europe. Uh, the subtropical jet generally moves from areas south of Hawaii into places like Baja, California, Mexico, into the Gulf of Mexico. Once that subtropical jet kind of got initiated or somewhat excited by the warmer waters of El Nino, that initiated these three large storm systems that moved through the central parts of the United States. Uh, The third one just came through um, areas of Florida and the East Coast yesterday. The next one is actually going to move into the Midwest at the end of next week. That one, though, is going to have a lot more cold air with it. So when we get the subtropical jet and the splitting of the polar vortex to become somewhat working in tandem, that's when you end up getting these monster storms, blizzard conditions, two feet of snow, and that's something we see Mike and Peg happening not only at the end of next week, but also in the first week of January as well. For people here in Chicago, both of the impacts uh, I should say the impacts from both of those storms is generally going to be to the west of us. But mm-hmm. as we've all talked about before, when you get really big snows out to the west, it generally means an infiltration of colder air, and that's what we see happening around here by the end of next week. Aha. Uh-huh. Bill, go ahead. Uh, Rick, Bill Turk, weather geek. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you um, how how the uh, because we, we've seen year over year uh, decreases in uh, in the uh, in the the amount of uh, of Arctic sea ice, Arctic Arctic ice, Arctic yeah. ice, uh, but also uh, also the uh, the unprecedented warming of Greenland. Um, how that and and not not only not only the 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 overall decrease um, in uh, in sea ice, but the uh, but the thicker um, the thicker ice um, right, is all right. but gone. How does that impact or inform uh, the polar vortex? Okay, and uh, Rick and I will say, I, I, you have one minute to do this and then do a quick forecast. No, 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 I, I got it. I'm looking at the clock. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, what, what generally that occurs, when, when, when you start seeing very, very thin ice at the end of the summer, I think that has more of an impact on the weather at the beginning and the end of winter. I think we saw that in November. We may see that again mm-hmm. in March. But once you get in the middle of January and February, I don't think lower sea ice has that much of an impact. Interesting. Thanks. That was great. All right. Give us, we got 60 seconds. Give us a quick forecast. 
Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, and great question, Bill. By the way, uh, we're going to have a little bit of snow around here on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, it will be snowing from about yeah from about six a.m. till about noon. The ground will be covered, and then it'll all melt by late in the afternoon. And then we'll get heavy rain on Thursday. Pretty cold weather as we head into the end of next week, but um, obviously, uh, as I mentioned, the big snows will stay to the west of us. But we will actually have. A white Christmas. I think that'll be kind of nice. Fantastic. Great forecast. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Rick. And, and we'll talk next week. You bet. Thanks, Our Rick. thanks to Judy Pollock and all the players for It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life. We will be back next week. We're live next week. Until next time, go green or go home. Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.